Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of If We Can Just Say. We are at our one year anniversary. I, as always, am your host, Jessica Carter-Ogle, and with me is my lovely husband, Stephen Ogle. Hey. Yay! One year! Yay, one year. That's crazy. One year. That's legit (sighs) crazy. Yeah. Good times. I don't even know what what we're talking about that people are listening to for a whole year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, we're recording on a Monday this time instead of Sunday. Our normal record day is Sunday. And we release on Tuesday, which will be 364 days since we released our first two podcasts. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like we're also recording more on Mondays. Yeah, because we end up being too busy over the weekend. And it's like, ugh, I don't want to put in the effort. Sometimes I just don't want to. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to have a day of nothing. And Sunday's like your best bet for a nothing day. Generally, yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems to be what happens, yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway. But, yeah. Hope everyone's doing all right this week. Here in Michigan, we've got this wonky spring weather. It was like gorgeous i took sofa on a stroll earlier it was sunny it was nice i was like wow it's warm and now it's like cold and rainy so it's back to seven hour difference back to michigan spring yay april showers looking forward to those may flowers y'all hopefully yeah we just started april so we'll see how long yeah. that takes yeah but yeah good times yeah we'll talk about the one year anniversary in a little bit but yeah we have I know. breaking news today legitimately monday April 3rd, breaking news. It's now, not ours, but it's it, not our news. Is breaking news. It is not our news, but it is breaking news. So we talk wrestling on this podcast, um, and we'll be uh, booking ending the show a little bit unintentionally today. Correct. Um, because they announced the sale. It's official. It will be happening over the course of the next six or seven months. The sale will go through. They have started. It's The sale the, of what? The WWE. That's insane. Vince McMahon, who bought the business from his father by taking out a loan for a million dollars and almost went into debt for the first WrestleMania, and that's the only thing that made it be successful and made him make money, was doing the first WrestleMania 39 years ago. Instead of passing it down to his kids, (laughs) he went, nah, I don't want to do that. He seems kind of like a chump, for lack of a better word, because we are a... Family friendly. PG 13 PG podcast that Stephen likes yep. to tell me every time. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, he's a rich narcissist sexual predator. He did get, uh, we, we talked about that on <laughs> so a previous podcast. That. We talked about that on a previous podcast. The news is out there. You can read about it. There's uh, 12, I believe, $12 million that got, uh, that was unaccounted for that he used to pay off four. Uh, ladies that used to work for the company on separate occasions mm-hmm. to pay for sexual allegations and to get them to be quiet. And now he's still just making more bank on this sale and getting to keep a role. Because he had control of the company. Oh, he had the God. majority share. They could kick him out, but he still was a ma- majority shareholder. So regardless of what they wanted to do, if they wanted to sell the company, he had to be in some sort of capacity and he had to sign off on it, which as a businessman, that's a genius. That's These a genius move. white man egomaniacs in our country. So, uh, he, uh, the company that is purchasing WWE is called Endeavor. Endeavor purchased UFC a few years ago, um, and they let Dana White stay as the CEO at the time. 
which that's another There's another one. That's another story we won't get into because I don't really care about the UFC or Dana White. But the reason for bringing it up is that when they bought it, they bought it for three billion dollars, and it's now worth twelve point seven or twelve point six billion dollars is what UFC and is worth now. People like, oh, you're crazy for buying this. Yeah, they're like, you're an idiot. This is dumb. This is the dumbest thing, and literally they've turned it into a quadruple profit. So they're gonna own MMA and WWE. Well, no MMA. Is the type or UFC? Of, I'm yeah, sorry. So you, MMA yeah. is various different companies that do MMA, yeah. but UFC specifically uh, is is Dana White was Dana White's company. It was bought by Endeavor, so they are go, also going to purchase WWE and have one company. That's so crazy. That is almost feels like a monopoly. It it almost does, but it's not because it's all under that umbrella of, of entertainment. Uh, my know. my contact in the financial financial district assured me that that's not a monopoly, and also assured me that that this is legit because if it wasn't, the SEC would be going after both these companies. That sounds like your contact. Yeah. So I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. I mean, that my contact's a smart person. Sorry, I don't yeah. want to give my <laughs> contacts Such a away. Nerd. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, Vince McMahon sent out an email to everybody, all the employees today, to say what was happening as far as uh, being. You know, they're going to be purchased or whatever. Uh, he's already done an interview with the guy purchasing. I don't know that individual's name. I didn't see that in this article, and I don't remember uh, his name. But it's the guy who runs Endeavor, who's the CEO of Endeavor. That guy must so, be worth just – I can't even imagine how much money. So Vince McMahon will stay as executive chairman. Of course he will. Um, he will not have a majority share, so he doesn't have controlling interest in the company. Endeavor will have that. Um, and he was asked about creative because he used to be head of creative, head executive, and chairman and CEO. He had all these things because it was his company. Yeah, He's he the owner. Um, and he was asked whether or not he would have creative control. And he said that for the higher up issues, yes. But as far as being in the trenches and the daily stuff, no, because that would be a conflict of interest. Now, that's not to say that Vince hasn't been in a conflict of interest in the past. Yeah, I think it's a sweet spot. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think if I, I, I think if I worked for that company, I would be nervous that I was not going to be let go or something like that because I've been a part of a company. Be be, yeah, go. I'd be nervous that I was going to be let go. Um, you know, there, there are, the wrestlers are all contractors, but then you have all the lighting people and production and all that kind of stuff. Those people, any of those people could get let go during a yeah, merger like as know, well. Yeah, who knows who they're going to keep, what they're going to do, what they're going to just combine with their people. And Yeah, so it's uh, this is a huge, this is huge. Like, it's been rumors for years that Vince was going to sell the WWE, and it's happening. That's why, probably why Stephanie jumped ship not too long ago, Vince's daughter, because she knew what was coming and just didn't want to. Didn't want to be a part of it. And I, I don't blame her because she's, uh, I, if I was in her shoes, I'd be, I'd be pretty bitter about it because it was a family business that her grandpa owned. And now her dad is like, eh, it's not a family business anymore. I mean, I guess they and that's could. that's kind of, that's messed up. You could, I mean, I guess there's a chance that they didn't want it, but she's always been involved up until recently and her husband does like everything there so it's interesting yeah and he's the main creative triple yeah. h so paul Levesque, i believe is his real name yes it is um if that is his real name i'm not sure but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, uh but I'll yeah ask so, you next time we have dinner um uh, yeah 
Uh, we'll come back and talk more WWE because WrestleMania 39 was this weekend, so we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit. But I just wanted to hit that because that's the breaking news. That's huge and that's news, in, news. In, in what we pay attention to on a regular basis. That's breaking news just also in the business world, in the finance world, like not just in wrestling, like in the corporate world of money and mergers and yeah all of that like it's there's stock there's you know all of that stuff and the other thing that's going along with all this is the reason for the sale it the reason for Vince coming back and wanting to sell the company is because also they're coming up on all their tv contracts this year like they're ending for fox and usa and they have three shows not to mention the stuff they're doing with A&E, biographies and stuff like that. So, plus Peacock. I don't know. I, I haven't read anything about Peacock expiring, but I've read that Fox and USA, those contracts are coming up because they were mm-hmm. only for five years and they signed those deals in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, they're in the last year of that deal. Yeah. And those get to be, I mean, those are huge. Like, Fox paid for the SmackDown name for that show they paid so much money for it like yeah. insane amount i want to say they paid like two billion dollars or something insane it was ridiculous one of the biggest tv contracts that's ever happened for a for a sports entertainment type of thing so crazy and the wwe is a publicly traded company too that's the other thing that makes this like it has to be legit yeah if you look at the way twitter was done with elon musk he tried to renege on the deal and because of it being like publicly traded and contracts started, they were like, okay, we'll take, we're going to take you to court. Yeah. And then when they finally subpoenaed him for court, that's when he finally was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll buy it. Because he didn't take Oh, him. fine, I'll drop the, yeah, fi- you know, no big deal. Yeah, fine, I'll buy it because I don't want to have to go to court because then I'm going to lose money in yeah. court and lose the case. So if Vince was to start to back out now, it would be, it would be devastating as far as like he would lose a ton of money. Like he'd probably lose a bunch of money because Endeavor, would go after him because they're like they have an agreement now they have a signed yeah. agreement so yeah Crazy. i mean it's a big deal in the business world and yeah. in the world in which we pay attention to things in in this family and podcasts so. well in the, the the man does yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> so yeah, yeah we'll go back to wrestling that was a big part of the weekend but yeah yeah last week i had to get my wedding ring fixed i I like rose gold, which is, like, apparently, like, the softest metal out there and can cause, like, issues. I don't know. My cousin has rose gold, too. I don't know if anything ever happened to, like, her band or her setting, but part of my, like, setting got, like, messed up, and I had to go take it in, and they ended up, like, fusing my ring together and cleaning it. It looks brand new. It looks like I was just proposed to. It looks amazing. It does. It looks absolutely amazing. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm being serious. It oh. sparkles like it hits me in the eyeball. I like know. it's whoa. It looks so good. Yep. And then uh we were supposed to have a date night. We were supposed to go and get burgers and get a drink and just hang out. <laughs> and then somebody decided they wanted to go to the car dealership too. For- yeah, uh, you know, the... Uh, I, I, it's the ongoing battle of manual versus automatic transmission in the Carter Ogle household. I think the fun part about it was is that uh, I got to drive an automatic version of the uh, WRX, which was fun a little bit. It didn't really feel like my car or my type of thing. Um, they've made some changes to it that's cool. I, I was talking to two of the guys I work with today and, who used to drive WRXs as well, and basically the new WRX has the STI motor and the STI exhaust in it, which is why it sounds a little bit louder on the exhaust and why it has a 2.5-liter engine. I feel it was overpriced. It it 
But that's the reason why it's priced higher is because they're starting to put the STI stuff as well, stock, and then us, they're and then they're making the STI engines better. Just give us a regular car. I like to stay in my sweet spot of car money. I don't care how much I can afford. I only want to afford a certain amount. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a bit more expensive, about four four to six thousand more dollars exp- uh, more expensive than what my car is. Um, it was we, it was fun to drive, but it's not. It's not my type of car. Have I, we it, talked about like the automatic manual? Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. So um, Steven has to have a manual transmission because he's annoying. No, it, it's just much, it's safer. Oh my gosh. It's safer on the road. I feel like I have much more control if I have to slow down really fast. I can downshift and that'll d- drop the engine and it, it, and I'm not dependent upon analog brakes. Clearly, obviously, you can tell from this conversation, I don't know how to drive it. Which and is insane. we were starting to learn, and then he got a new one and had to gingerly break in his clutch so I couldn't drive it, and everything has been wiped from my mind. But I just wish he had an automatic, and this was his idea. He said, maybe I'll get an automatic WRX just to see. And we did drive it, and it was it was nice, but I just felt like it was total, It was so much more expensive than your current WRX that we just got in 21. Yeah. And I was like, that just seems like ridiculous but i'm gonna have to learn how to drive the stupid car because yesterday we went to my parents and we went over there to watch wrestling which we'll talk about but um my brother had one of their cars out my dad's truck was hooked up and ready for work the next day and we went there in steven's car my mom and i were supposed to go shopping and as we get there i'm (laughs) like crap i have nothing to drive to go shopping in because we brought your car and i am stuck here yeah the thing is, is that uh, the the whole let's back up a little bit. The thing about the clutch uh, with with newer cars that are manual transmission, the way the clutches are now, they adjust to you, and they adjust for the first thousand miles. So they adjust to where your foot lets out the clutch. If you know how to drive a manual, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, after a thousand miles, it will set. And so when I got this new WRX, what drove it off the lot with what twenty six miles or something on it and i'm like I, I can't let somebody who doesn't know how to drive a manual drive this car she'll burn up the clutch in one test drive and then we'll be paying fifteen hundred dollars to buy a new clutch oh my god there's a warranty there is a warranty yes but i don't want to take it back into the shop for a fifteen hundred dollar job on a new clutch and then i'm back at square one all over again we like wouldn't be paying the fifteen hundred dollars i understand you say it that. every time fifteen hundred like we wouldn't be paying that i just didn't want to do it i don't I, that's just a waste of time to me like so i felt like no and so i didn't let her drive it for the first thousand miles and then well here i am at 5200 <laughs> a year and a half to, later and she still doesn't know how to drive it and that's not entirely my fault i want to drive the stupid thing part I of that think we should have two regular cars Part of that is on your parents. They should have taught you how to drive a manual oh when you God. were a kid. There's no need to know how to drive it. Actually, there is. Because while we were there, there's a video that's trending online right now. You can look it up. These kids broke into a car, a WRX, and then they couldn't m- drive it anywhere because they didn't know how to drive a manual. And it's a six-speed manual, and the guy's laughing at them when they, like, they ran away or whatever. They probably also can't sign their name or tell analog time. Or anything. There's a lot of that. As today's youths are. But so. anyway, we didn't get the car. We're still stuck with his car. So Stuck with. W- love love my car. It's yeah. great. So I have a wonderful car. You guys can start hearing as the weather gets nicer, the harrowing tales of me learning how to drive a manual. 
should be fun. Yeah. I also, um, my mom and I went to see Chicago this weekend. I don't know if y'all have seen Chicago, but it's a great musical. I haven't seen it in years. Back in the day when my mom worked at the bank, she had a customer that worked at the Fisher Theater. I might have talked about this. And she would get me in to see, like, whatever I wanted for free. Like, my friend, yeah, Steph and I used to go. Like, I used to go all the time. I saw, like, Cats. I saw um, Les Mis. I saw um, Chicago. Chicago's great. It it was so good. I forgot how like funny it is and just how like clever and the dancing and the music. It's all great. My mom had never seen it before, but it was a good time. I I had a hookup at one point in time for uh, going to uh, going to the movie theater and seeing just about any movie I wanted to see. Oh, I think it was your financial. It might have been. I will person. not reveal my sources. I don't reveal my sources all the time in this podcast. I got to keep I got to keep people uh, safe. You know, I don't want wow. people getting in trouble. Yeah. Although I will anyway. say that, that person's probably laughing right now. Anyway, I'd rather have a <laughs> hookup at a theater. So if anyone's got one for me. <laughs> but it was awesome. We saw like tons of stuff and it was really cool. And so I'm like, well, you know what I pay for now. I'm still coming out ahead with all the free stuff I got to go see. Yeah. So that was fun. Then we tried a new brunch spot with our friend Julie on Sunday. It was, yeah. that's, it was a full weekend. Yeah. I mean, the brunch spot was okay. I like, I like the other place that we go to. The other French breakfast. Toast Bistro. I like that place better. I mean, uh, Hudson Cafe was nice. Uh, they they had good food and stuff, but like, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't. Uh, it, yeah. It didn't scream like, "Yay, got to go back and get this." Like the other place does. The other place feels more like a mom and pop place, whereas Hudson Cafe to me felt like it was a chain. For those of you around here in the Detroit area, like there is a Hudson Cafe on Woodward, which is under construction right now, but. It opened up right by the spot of the old Hudson's building. So it's a brunch place. And they opened one up here by us. And yeah, I mean, it was good, but I, I'm not, I wasn't like wowed by it, but it was good. Yeah. I did also go last week to get drinks at um, the Ebenezer, which is like a speakeasy bar in Plymouth, the Ebenezer Room. Um, it's technically owned by the same people who closed down my Greek Islands Coney. Um, oh, okay. it's in the yeah. basement of what was once a Coney and is now going to be some stupid bougie restaurant for Plymouth. Oh yeah. If I remember right, that's a place I got a really good old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went there, I guess they opened at four and my cousin and I met at like four thirty, and I like walked in and I literally asked the hostess if they were open. <laughs> I was like, are you guys open? She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Because there was like nobody else in there. I forgot y'all were meeting there. That's a great place. Yeah, I like fun. it. It's it feels like an old school, old school place. Yeah. To get a drink, mm-hmm. like you'd see in a movie or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. Where shenanigans go down. Yeah. Yeah. Good music and stuff. Nat King Cole and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So it was good. Good stuff. But yeah, I feel like it was a good week. Um, I'm working from home. I work from home today, Monday. Because of all the stuff from the weekend, which was cool. The last two weeks I've done that, and it's helped me ease into the week better, I think. I I have been going into office on Mondays lately. Yeah. And I don't know why, but, like, it doesn't bother me. I thought it would bother me, and maybe it's yeah. because I've spent the last three years not really going into office at all, hardly. Yeah. Um, but Mondays have not been that bad to me. I don't have a ton of meetings on Monday. Most of my meetings end up falling on Tuesday. Um. But yeah, Monday's not been too bad. I I, I went in today because we got a new director taking over and stuff, and had to do a whole meet and greet thing, which is is what it is, and 
caught up with some people I haven't seen in a while. But I just got to keep my Friday remote, though. Yeah. Oh, Stephanie yeah, texted pri- me today and asked me a question. She was like, what's your take on taking off a Friday or a Monday? Like, what do you prefer? And I'm like, I've always felt like Friday gives me the feeling of a long weekend. Like, I wake up Friday, and I've got three days ahead of me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But when I wake up and have Monday off, all I feel like is I've got four days of work ahead of me. It's like your mindset and your perspective. Like having a Monday off doesn't feel like a long weekend, but a Friday does. I like having a Monday off. I do too. But I, if I'm working, if I'm picking like one specific work from home day that can't change or one day to take a long weekend, odds are I'm taking a Friday. Yeah. So, because Friday is like a weekend day, like a Friday night is like starting the weekend. So to take that full day off, you get the long weekend. Whereas like Sunday night is like, Get yourself ready for the week. Yeah. And this week we get Good Friday off. Cool. Uh, we we don't, but he does. So that's <laughs> nice of him to say. Yeah, the royal we. I'm going to try to snag out early if I can. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we also got a bunch of concert tickets lately. Yeah, I don't man. know if you guys they are, are just rolling in this year. Uh, there's a few more people that I hope come back to town that have that I'd like to see again uh, that we saw last year, like Marin Morris. But uh, we well, are we got we Dirk. are going to see Darius yeah, Rucker Darius again. Yeah, Darius Rucker. Woo-hoo! We got tickets for Dirk Bentley. Those are two country artists. Yeah. Um, he got tickets for Haste the Day. Oh my god. I don't know if I'm going to that or not, but he's going to Indiana for that. So either he or we. Yeah. And oh man, God's that show is going to be so good. Talk about good shows, Godsmack and Stander touring. Yeah. I feel like it's like the year 2000, and I feel I feel young and spry just purchasing the tickets. Yeah. I'm so pumped to see Godsmack again. And if we didn't have other plans, we'd probably be going to see Three Doors Down when they come through town, yeah. which I've never seen them either. I've never seen Godsmack. I can't wait. Godsmack oh, is like yeah, one, of, like one of my favorite radio bands. It's not like Godsmack and Three Doors Down are comparable at all. No, Godsmack but. is... Godsmack is my adolescence. It's my early adulthood. Yeah, I love it. They're one of my fa- more of my favorite radio bands. I've I've seen uh, Disturbed live, and they were they were really good live. Uh, which they had an opener, uh, Chevelle, which at the time Chevelle was really new, yeah. and, and Chevelle was uh, didn't have the sound quality that uh, Disturbed had because obviously the they're never going to let the opener sound better than the main band. I mean, that's just kind of an understood rule that the main band's going to be louder and sound better and have all the effects and yeah. lights and stuff. Uh, but Chevelle was played better than Disturbed, but Disturbed was still fun. I'd go yeah. see him again. They were great. I'm pumped for Godsmack. Godsmack and Darius Rucker are actually um, in consecutive days. <laughs> so that'll be. That's a good pendulum swing right there. Yeah, no kidding. Go from a good old country rocking, uh, beers and sunshine type of vibe to. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. <laughs> good, I love good, it. good old aggression from Godsmack. Can't wait. Love it. Yep. So this is our year in review. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we've had... Uh, I think it's crazy we've been doing this a year. Yeah, this is our uh, 54th episode, and that's because the first two weeks that we were doing this, we released two episodes and two episodes. So that's why it didn't fall on 52 weeks with 52 episodes. But um, I still can't believe you got me to do this. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a couple things. You had a list of questions, but yeah. we also had a list of recommended episodes for anybody who's new. Yeah, we'll we'll get to those. So, we've got yeah, we've got kind of a top ten for those of you who have listened the whole way. Awesome, thank you. You guys are 
amazing. Yeah. And feel free to go back and listen to any of these top 10 if you want. Sort of like a top 10, too, for like newer listeners who maybe have only heard a little bit here or there and, you know, can go back and hear some of like the sweet spots, some of the highs and whatnot. Yeah. And but if they want to get to know our story a little bit better and stuff like that, like really get to know us and who we are. <laughs> Because why yeah. wouldn't they want to? Yeah, I mean, if they if they want to go back and listen to everything, that'd be great. I'm, I love it. Go yeah. for it. That'd be awesome. Uh, it, you know, go for it. But if anyone if not, is as neurotic as my husband and wants to go back and listen to everything, I like things. I like things in order in which they came. That's yeah. just that's just how I'm built. So it's all good. But yeah. So yeah. So Stephen, let me ask you. Sure. What is your favorite thing about doing the podcast? Ah, uh, um, if I'm being honest. My, always please always uh my favorite thing is is has been the evolution of uh comfortableness okay of the podcast like i feel like we're in a groove now where it's very comfortable like the we ease could, of doing it now yeah like when we first started like we planned out our first 10 episodes and had to know everything that we were doing for 10 episodes and made sure that we had enough to keep doing it after that and yeah. planned our story and all this kind of stuff and now it's like there's there's no pressure for that anymore. It's completely gone. Like it's yeah. just we're here, we're talking, we've got this stuff, and we never have we never never have a lack of content to talk about. That's that is something that we don't have a problem with at all, yeah. which is great. And that's probably what I like the most is that it's easy for us because we've always got our content. We always yeah. know what we can do. I would agree with that. I think too. Even now, you'll be like, "Oh, we need to plan our episode," and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. Whatever. We'll just." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll just talk. We'll throw some stuff down. We got it. Like, I, you're right. There is much more of a comfortability. I think for me, my favorite thing is honestly just doing it. Um, the spontaneity of it. Like, yes, we do have it planned, but I honestly don't always know what's going to come out of my own mouth. And <laughs> I don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. And I like that. I like that we do have you know, sort of an outline, a guideline of what we're going to talk about. So we're not just on here like, um, yeah, like not, you know, you got to have that. But I like having room to say what we want, go off on a tangent. You never know where your mind's going to take you and sort of just having an outlet to talk to your significant other and talk to other people and share things maybe you wouldn't and try to get people to like engage with you. And I enjoy having people text us or comment or say something, you know, yeah. about what we're saying or that they're laughing or, you know, yeah. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the people who listen. And I feel like I, I know you would love to have more listeners and you'd love to do all of that. But for me, I just like doing it, period. Like, even if nobody was listening, I just think it's fun. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. I thought I would feel like it was like a chore and I didn't really want to do it. And so that was a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah. What is your, he didn't put questions together. I did. No, Just me. So that's question. why I'm going to be the one asking them. Yeah. What is the biggest challenge to doing the podcast? The challenge, I think, for me is um, I see the stats every week. I'm a numbers guy. Yes. Um, I have a little bit of OCD and look too many times. Uh, that's my challenge is to pace myself and chill out and just let it grow, let it do its thing. And it's grown. Like, that's the thing. Like I can yeah. see over the last year that our listenership has grown. Our follows on, on our social media has grown. Um, and just being, being happy with that, not being content because content's not 
not the word I'm looking for, well, but just being, yeah. but just being like, yeah, cool. Awesome. And that's, yeah. that's the constant challenge for me is to stay in that groove and not waver one way or the other and not look seven times a day. Yeah. In the beginning I was looking, I was like, oh man. Like, yeah. You know, and now, a lot. now I'm like over the weekend, I'm like, I completely forgot to even look to see if anybody was downloading. I put stuff up on our story, but I didn't even look to see if anybody was streaming or anything. So, so that's the challenge for me is to kind of let that ride and just do our thing and, and it will go where it's going to go. Yeah. You know, so what uh, about you? For me, some, honestly, sometimes the biggest challenge is just doing it. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes <laughs> it's all planned out. And the thought of like sitting here and talking for like 45 minutes to an hour. And then we listen to it after we never make any changes, but just in case there's a sound issue or like whatever, yeah, it feels daunting to me. But whenever I get in it and sit down and start doing it, that feeling goes away. Yeah. It's like how you put off a chore for like three months and then you're like, oh, that took me 30 seconds and <laughs> I actually didn't mind it at all. Yeah. That's kind of like for me. Um, and I think, too, I feel like I don't want to say that you're more committed than me, but I feel like you are in some ways for what you want it to be and sometimes I find it tough to sort of match that with you and, and help you try to get it there because I'm not saying I'm not serious about it. I am, but I think you're a little bit more serious. I have OCD. And I am more just like, Hey man, whatever. What's up y'all? <laughs> Bye. Like, yeah. you know, and you have, I mean that, that goes into, but if we both were like, hey, man, it's cool, like, all the time, then, like, there wouldn't be growth. There wouldn't, yeah. like, no, it wouldn't be sure. weekly. It balances. Yeah, there's got to be, somebody has to take the lead on all that and be headstrong about some and of it. And for those of you that know me, what do you think about me being the one that's like, hey, man, yeah, whatever, totally cool, <laughs> in the relationship and in the situation, like, is your mind blown? Yeah, mine too. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's never that anywhere else. No. <laughs> so, well, I think we did talk about this before, but how did this all come about for you? So, uh, I know this is a two, uh, uh, answers two things. One is that we're going to mention our, our, some 10 episodes, one of which is going to be episode number one. And yeah. this question is answered in, in yeah. great detail, but I will just say, um, it started because I started listening to Kevin Smith do podcasting in 2007. Right. That's the first person I ever heard do a podcast. I'm pretty sure he's the first person who had a podcast. Um, him and his executive producer, um, uh, Scott Mosher, yeah. and they did the Smodcast. And it's still going. And like, you just like that these years concept, later. that idea, that... Literally, they got on and they just started talking. Yeah. And they didn't set up... Like, Kevin Smith was just told this is what it is, and he's great at talking, and, like, they didn't have any sort of... They still don't have yeah. any sort of rules. They just get on and start talking and just see where it goes. And maybe it goes an hour and a half. Maybe it goes three hours. Who knows? But it's that. entertaining the entire way because yeah. he's a good storyteller and so is Scott Mosier. Um, and they're both, you know, got great humor and they and play off of each other. Well. A lot of stories, a lot of, lot of life they've lived together. And, uh, yeah, so um, – I, I always thought that was cool. I wanted to be a commentator when I was a kid for the NFL yeah. like or the NBA. Like I wanted to like call games. I could remember being a kid watching the Cubs wishing I could, you know, be like Harry Carey and call a game. Like, yeah. you know, so that's the thing. Like I always wanted to do something like that. And my dad always said that if there's anything I do really well, it's talk. No. 
So <laughs> <laughs> it's the what you don't do really well. Stop talking. <laughs> but anyway, well, be, I mean, it's he'd cool. He'd be laughing at that joke. It's he'd cool it because whether or not this goes any further than this, you are getting to live out some of that childhood dream in what you're doing, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. For me, um, it came about because Stephen kept asking me to do it. <laughs> And he did all the work to get it set up, and he kept asking me to do it and said, basically, like, just put this microphone in front of your face and talk, and that's all you have to do. Literally, folks, when she says all the work, I did 99.9% of the work. The only thing I didn't do was talk for her. Yeah, and we know I don't need that. I, I did will say everything. I've never been um, one that <laughs> likes like the spotlight. I've never been like comfortable like performing or doing like anything like that. Yeah. So I didn't know how this would go, but like the ease and like as natural as I feel is really cool, and you know was was unexpected. Yeah. So going from there, what do you see for the future of the podcast? What are your goals? I mean, uh, we we've started uh, expanding lately. On other topics besides what we've mostly talked about yeah. for the last year, which has been things in our life, yeah, um, things about our house, our pup, work sometimes, not really that often. We try to stay away from that. We try to stay away from religion and politics, but in a way, with the stuff we pay attention to with entertainment, entertainment is, has bled over into politics a little bit. Yeah, it's hard. And it's hard to kind of separate those two. So I see in the future that, like, we're not going to be a politic podcast. No, I never. don't see that. But I never. do see the fact that, like, if something is relevant to what our conversation is, then maybe we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I see that our our this whole thing. We started with WWE for the first time in our whole podcast existence. We had breaking news today to talk about. Yeah, I see that kind of stuff being stuff that we do. Yeah, um, will we? branch off into other topics yeah i mean we've talked about other things of of cooking and you know various different things and stuff like that we've done vinyl like vinyl night that we have on fridays like i see that kind of stuff just kind of expanding some of it still continuing the album anniversary thing has been going on now for probably three or four months now almost it feels like so I feel like some of that stuff's going to come and go, and uh, we're just going to keep doing what I s- we I see us find to be cool. Sticking with like a what's new, whether it's with us, whether it's the world, talking about like a topic, and you know, doing our entertainment. But I think you don't. I, obviously, we're never going to be like a political, like you said. I don't want to be. No. But to not mention things in context or when they organically come up to me sort of feels like I'm purposefully not doing that yeah so you'll hear me say things probably more so than him but it's not out of left field it's not any it's just along along for the ride so i think with us feeling more comfortable also comes with us being more comfortable in speaking on different things yeah and i i hope we never come across as speaking to or at anyone because that's never the intention but just speaking and how things come up organically and what tangent might come up and whether it's political or whether it's movies or whether it's whatever, like sometimes the conversation just steers itself and we have a whole list of things to get to that we don't. Yeah. And, and, and I, uh, to talk about Kevin Smith real quick, he talks about, he's got like four different podcasts, one of which I, I listened to a lot before we started our podcast, which was fat man beyond. And, uh, he, you know, he gets, 
questions all the time, like, you know, what movie did you hate the most this year? And he's like, why would I waste my time talking about something I hated? Yeah. He's like, there's plenty of stuff I loved that I want people to go see because I loved it. I'm not going to tell you about something I hated because that, why would I, I don't want you to waste your time on that. And I feel like, and that's, that's kind of how we do here. Like we, we do our content for what we would want to hear, you know? And I think too, asking Kevin Smith, something like that is asking him to throw shade and that's just going to come back at him. And I feel like if there's, (laughs) five Marvel movies that came out and he has raved about three of them. It stands to reason he didn't really like the other two. So there's really no point in, yeah, in doing that, you know? So I don't know. Um, this is just to be off on a tangent. One thing, one, uh, what's new thing that we forgot is we also had an update on Woodwatch 2023. (laughs) Um, we took so for a stroll yesterday and there was like some brush type, branches you guys will see a picture um in front of one of our neighbor's house and like he's you know i'm holding the leash so he's holding like the poop bag and he's like here take the poop bag i gotta get this for the fire this is gonna be great kindling and so he's carrying all this stuff home and i've got so and i'm like this is my life with this man yeah i mean it was on the side of the road Forgot so to tell you guys that because Woodwatch 23 is pretty exciting it would have been picked up today the landscaping company came yeah. by to pick up everybody's brush. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. I saw them on my way out. Did I you saw... chase them down? Come here and just dump it all here on my yard. No. Uh, no, I did not. But, oh, uh, cool. yeah, had I not picked that up yesterday, it'd be gone today. So, Ooh. no regrets. Crisis averted. Hashtag no regrets. All right. So, we've got our top ten episode. Do you want to give uh, that a... The only other thing I'll say about oh. episode one is that the audio for episode one, Jess's he volume... tried to drown me out, y'all. Oh, boy. Jess's volume was slightly less than mine, so you'll notice that if you go back to listen to that episode, it's the only one that has an audio issue of which uh, the only way to fix it was to go back and re-record, and we did not go back and re-record because no. we didn't find we, it to be that bad. She's just... Her volume's just slightly less than mine. We would have lost the magic. Yeah. So we've got 10 episodes. Yep. Episode one tells the story of how we met. Yep. That is, uh, yeah, I mean, that's our story. Uh, episode 14 was our uh, Father's Day episode. Yes, all about uh, the dads. All about our dads. Uh, episode 8 was all about our moms. Yep. Episode 19 was my 40th birthday party and also our engagement story, yep. which is a nice little story. Yep, so hear about that. Uh, and then we have episode 21 that was uh, our story of our wedding. Yep. And we got episodes 18 and 33, which have our first guest on them, Miss Kelly Lucash. Yep. Um, and then episode 29, I uh, had uh, one of my best friends uh, that I've known now for, let's see, I've been in Michigan 22 years. I've known him for 24 years, uh, Ricky Ayers. Uh, yep. And he was on to tell his whole story, which if you're looking for an inspiring story about uh, entrepreneurship and pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, that's a story for you, man. Ricky's a good dude. Our 25th episode talks about our wedding reception, also a good story. And yep. then the last one, well, not the last, yeah, the last one, episode 42, is our entertainment year in review. You guys can hear all about Steven and his spreadsheet life and <laughs> all of his OCD musicness. Yeah, if you're wondering what shows or movies or music we were listening to that hit the top of our list, episode 42 is last year's recap. And speaking of music, I assume you've got some album anniversaries for us i do and i got some gems this week oh boy i never know these ahead of time y'all so you're getting my knee-jerk reaction yep 
and uh, we're going to do our best to say things correctly this time because I always re-listen and I find that I say stuff wrong and I'm like I get so mad every time up. he messes up at I least mess up one s- album I mess up something um so 2013 so 10 years old um the, so I'm oh, sorry everybody these dates are from the 5th of April all the way through the 12th of April <laughs> so just this week Tuesday to oh next my Monday gosh. Just so everybody knows, listen to these anniversaries oh during my this time. Gosh, man, I love bugging Jess. Oh that was all gosh. for Jess. That, that was w- just so uh, just <laughs> unnecessary commentary. Um, so we were so close to getting started. So, uh, Paramore, 2013, mm-hmm. 10 year old album. Their self titled album, Paramore. Is that the black and white album? No, that's the one with the three of them on the front, with uh, looking like some uh, spray paint colors on it. Oh. Um, it's the one that's got the song "Daydreaming" on it. I don't know. I saw them um, once at Freedom and, Hill. And uh, I believe it's it's not called Fast Car because that's the Tracy Chapman song, but uh, Driving Fast in My Car, I think is the chorus. Mm-hmm. It was a big song. Okay. Uh, but yeah, great yeah. album. I love it. Listen to Look up the music video for Daydreaming. Absolutely fantastic. Um, a band that I really like a lot that's not around anymore, 2004, Dead Poetic. The, the name of the album is called New Medicines. It's got an alternative punk vibe to it um, with a little bit of heavier like metal to it. Man, it's such a good album. I like it a cool. lot. Um, the band 30 Seconds to Mars mm. in 2018, so now five years old. Is that the Jared Leto situation? Yep. Uh, they released the album America, which, man, I couldn't stop listening to it when it came out. I just kept kept listening to it over and over and over again. I could not stop listening to that album. Also, on the same day, um, an artist that I like, Alina Berez, which I don't talk about a lot on here, but I really love her voice a lot. Yeah, she does R&B and, and uh, soul R&Bs. pop. R&B. R&B and pop and soul. Uh, but her album, The Color of You, came out. Um, I have – there is a song on there that literally I have listened to like – almost a hundred times more than any other song in my library. Wow. Like crazy. Um, Jason Aldean's wide open album. Oh, Jason Aldean. Yeah. Oh, so. it's conflicting right there. <laughs> it is conflicting, conflicting, but that's the, uh, that was his big album that like yeah. got him really known for doing bro country. Yeah. Um, Godsmack. Oh, woo woo. Faceless. Awesome. Um, that album is now 20 years old. Wow. That's something. That is, that is insane to me. That is such a good album. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear some of that stuff live, uh, especially I Stand Alone. Oh, my God. Yes. I, can't, I can't wait. Um, Brad Paisley, mm. 10 years old now, is Wheelhouse. Okay. Like, man, like this dude's been around since oh, yeah. 1998, I think, or yeah. something like that. 90s country. He started yeah, that man. Up. I love me some Brad Paisley. Um, we talk about Zayo on here a lot. Uh, Too much, if you ask me. <laughs> their last album, Crimson Corridor, is now uh, two years old, and it is arguably one of their best albums. I love it front to back. It's great. Uh, cool. They got a song on there called Ship of Theus. The- How do you say that? Ship of Theus? Theusis? Theus. Theus. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And then the uh, final one that is now 11 years old is a band that I also talk about a lot, uh, Demon Hunter, called uh, True Defiance. Mm. And, uh, man, that was another really great album of theirs. So. Cool. All right. That's the album anniversaries for this week. All right. Woo! Well, keeping on the vein of entertainment, 
Yeah. As you guys heard at the beginning about the WWE, we had a big wrestling weekend. Well, he had a bigger one than me. Um, yeah. I went to see a musical for some of it. So it's not really my thing. But yeah, he watched a lot of wrestling. We'll talk a little bit about that. Watched a lot of wrestling, but I, I want to detour for just a minute to talk about something. So we have mentioned about this podcast that sometimes political things might come up. Um, this isn't political. It's humanity. It's humanity. But the thing is, is like we... We don't have a space on our podcast for outright hate for other individuals. Yeah, we hate, don't ha- bigotry, controlling yeah. other people's lives with your own rhetoric. Yeah, that that kind of stuff doesn't work in our world. We don't uh, subscribe to it or endorse it in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, and unfortunately, this weekend, uh, at it, so WrestleMania was in Los Angeles. There was over 50 different wrestling shows and cons that happened in Los Angeles over the course of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That is insane, first of all. Yeah, they gravitate where WWE is going to be to bank off of all the fans being around. and Yeah, yeah, because they, they come from all over the world. Yeah, so smart. WrestleCon was there this weekend, um, and WrestleCon had, WrestleCon had people from all of the wrestling companies, including WWE, that showed up there for signings and all that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the uh, ladies that works in uh, Impact Wrestling, her name is just Giselle Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, she was accosted by uh, Rick Steiner, which was just very uncool. Like she's just walking, minding her own business, going to her table, and he accosted her for being transgendered. And yeah, he like he committed sh- verbal yeah verbal. Yeah hate crime like totally what like yelling at her obscenities and stuff and got himself kicked out of the con thankfully uh, but still like just completely rude and unnecessary it's ignorance it's mean it's yeah. hate i'll never understand why you can't just let people be who they are it doesn't yeah. affect you who they love or who they feel most comfortable being for themselves like it doesn't affect you at all yeah and people are are so just disrespectful with oh aren't you a man aren't you a woman yelling in the background yelling stuff like no they're who they want to be and it doesn't matter to you it literally couldn't affect your life less yeah who the what these people do to make themselves happy i've never seen a time in our society where people are taking so much pleasure and making other people feel pain while they're just trying to be themselves. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense to me why you would want to hurt someone else when they're just living their life and trying to be the best version of themselves they can be. But you have so much hate and ignorance in your heart yeah. that you can't let that be because you're an evil, bad person. Yeah. So, um, so that basically, happened. Basically, that happened on Saturday. and But that put... I'll be honest, I put a damper on the weekend because it took over on story, especially on Sunday. A lot of people were talking about it on Sunday yeah. in, in regards to media overall, but especially the wrestling community. It was, it was, it's just so unnecessary. Fire. There's no um, reason. Yeah, no, it's, there's no reason for it at all whatsoever. But she was very much supported by Impact. They came out with statements. Um, several of her peers that work in, in the company with her and outside the company from her that know her like supported her which is great uh but it was just all unnecessary and not cool so that happened and i wanted to get that out of the way before we got into the good stuff yeah because there was a ton of good stuff that happened over the course of four days worth of wrestling yeah you gotta so uh nxt which is wwe's like developmental brand they had their pay-per-view in los angeles as well 
Um, huge pay-per-view. They crowned a new women's champion in Indy Hartwell, which that girl's been working her ass off for years, which was really awesome. I like her. I didn't um, see any of this, but I like her. And Carmelo Hayes, a guy who has been working his ass off for several years there as well. He is now the NXT uh, heavyweight champion. Which, that man has abs for days. Oh, my gosh. Though The talent in those two individuals, like, I am excited for where NXT is going. It's going to be exciting to watch now. Because well, we'll see what happens with the merger. With the merger. Them, but, but, yes. No, there is it, that, yeah. And, you know, you had not liked it for so long. So, as a viewer, it's probably really nice to start liking it again. I mean, it's not that I didn't like it. It's it's I didn't like who they had as their NXT men's champion for the last year. I thought it's, it was the wrong person well, it's for the not entire even just time. That. It's before that when NXT 2.0 happened. And yeah. Like, all, it's been through a lot of muck. Yeah. And it's getting to, like, a good place again with good talent. So that's cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You and Soph watched that, I believe. Yeah, Soph and I watched it. They also crowned new women's tag team champions with Alba Fire and uh, Isla Dawn, which are two girls from the NXT UK. And let me tell you, those girls could go, man. Are they a real tag team or are they a thrown-together tag team? Like, I feel like everybody's, like, a thrown-together tag team now, and it's just these rando people. I miss the days of, like, matching outfits, legit tag teams, not doing singles, actually being tag teams. The two of them do do match their outfits uh, with colors. Yeah. Um, and they've been a tag team for about two months now. Okay. Um, it was cool because when Isla Dawn showed up, she showed up at cost Alba Fire, the women's championship, and the two of them feuded for about three weeks, uh. four weeks. And then they, like, teamed up because they found a common enemy. Cool. And, man, it's been great. It's the tale as old as time. Yeah. And I'm excited for the two of them as well because they're, they're going to be great for that that division because their tag teams need somebody that can carry the weight and pull everybody up with them. So it'll nice. be cool. Um, and then you got WrestleMania. That's two nights now. Two nights now for the third year in a row. Night one on Saturday. Night two on Sunday. Night one started off with John Cena versus Austin Theory. And I'm going to tell you right now. That crowd that amassed for the so the SoFi Stadium where the Rams play, they packed so many people in there. They had eighty thousand people the first night, eighty one thousand people the second night, and they were ready to go. It was deafening. When John Cena's music hit, that crowd was there for him. They were ready for him to come out. It was electric. They brought out all the Make a Wish kids. Because yeah. John Cena is really big with Make-A-Wish, which the WWE is, but John Cena himself, I think, has close he's, to 400 yeah, Make-A-Wishes. Yeah, he's done the most Make-A-Wish of any single person. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone else has probably come close. Yeah, and they brought out like a dozen kids for Make-A-Wishes with his music standing up there and like, oh man, it was so cool. He was doing photos with them and everything. Like, And John Cena is just like, there is... I. I don't know why anybody would hate John Cena. I just don't. There's no way that I could see like if if there if somebody had a legit reason to hate John Cena, I don't know if I would believe it just based on how he is with all these kids. When you see him, he's just amazing. Like yeah. he he cares about all of them, like high fiving all of them to help like taking pictures and everything. It was so cool. Um, but he put over Austin Theory, and Austin Theory needed that to go to the next level. He needed to beat somebody like John Cena on a huge stage, which Austin Theory also proved that he can be out in front of 80,000 people and not choke. Yeah. And that was that was good for him. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. And we hosted that night. So yes. as always, we hosted night one of WrestleMania and had everybody over and food and hanging out. And then we went to my parents for night two, part of why I worked remote today. Cause <laughs> I didn't get home till like 12 last night. And then once we did get home, Sophia projectile vomited uh, on her bed. Yes. So I had to take care of that. Side yes. note. Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Please continue with night one. Um, night one also crowned a new SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. After three years of losing to Charlotte, finally beat Charlotte. She's a beast. Man, she's a beast. Oh. Powerlifting. Big thunder. Did you hear that? The, whole, I, the basement just rattled. I did hear that. Um, uh, she's a powerlifter. Uh, she's from, I believe, Australia. Yeah. Um, man. That's why they showed the Australia because they showed like oh yeah they did they show did Sydney. show like Germany at four thirty a.m. a crowd of people like watching it and then they <laughs> showed Sydney when she won yeah um so man like she's fantastic yeah uh, she was in NXT as well I've I followed her since the entire time she's been in WWE and she has more than earned winning at WrestleMania and beating Charlotte and it was one of those matches that like those two women had the best match on Saturday. I think they also really um, – she's also really came into her own when she got put on the main roster. I loved her in NXT, and when she initially got to the main roster, it was just crap creative, and Vince was still super in charge, and it wasn't great. But now she's doing, like, a different kind of thing, and she's – I feel like she looks comfortable. She's, like, in it. She's owning that character that she – like, she's great, and she can back it up with raw talent and power, so – yeah, and she is she is seriously strong. Like yeah. it's insane how strong she is. Um, the then. the uh, main event for Saturday night was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Uso brothers defending their uh, undisputed tag team championships, and they had had them for over six hundred days, which is a long time. That's yeah. a record uh, for the last thirty years, I think. That's a record for holding the tag team titles. Um, I believe it was like uh, 632 days or something like that. Um, They're and, disputed now. And Sammy's story with the Uso brothers has gone on for a full year. Yeah. So this story has been on TV. We've talked about it on this podcast and how entertaining it's been. It's been funny. It's been, you know, it's yeah. it's had everything that you, you could want out drama. of a story. It's had a lot of drama. The it's WWE had a lot of funny. soap opera was big with this one. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's... It's paid off for them yeah. because it was it was fantastic. They had a great match, um, and when when Sammy and Kevin won, that crowd was ready for it. Like yeah. we've been wanting this. Like it's it's okay. Like the Usos, mad respect to them. They have been one of the best tag teams in the world for several years now, and uh, they passed off the titles to yeah. to Kevin and S Sammy. And it's it, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with it because obviously yeah. there's this whole bloodline thing with Roman Reigns and how he's going to react mm -hmm. to his his cousins losing the titles. I'm sure they're going to have to pay for that in some way. Yeah. Um. But man, it, it was great. Yeah. Like it, it was very entertaining and very cool. Um, and then night two, you got you got a few minutes left for it, buddy. Night two, we started off with Brock Lesnar versus Omos, the I Nigerian giant. I love Brock. He's just so great. Brock Lesnar has been called the beast for so long. And rightfully so. And he's in the ring with a man who was, like, Brock is like 6'4", 6'5", something like that. And, and Omos is 7'3". Yeah, he was, like, towering over him. Like, 
weighs 410 pounds. Like, he chucked Brock across the ring like he was a sack of potatoes, and no one has ever done that. Yeah. No one has thrown him around the way Omos did. And also, Brock knows how to sell, and he knows psychology, and it was a fantastic match. Um, And Brock's the type of talent that he either goes on first or he goes on last. He doesn't do the middle of the show, and I don't blame him. I like that. You know? Um, that's how I would be. Yeah, because if if you're in the middle of the show, it's it, yeah. it's you're less likely to be remembered unless you begin yeah. or end. I'm either the star at the beginning or the star at the end. Yeah, I don't know middle nonsense. <laughs> um. So also speaking of women that are strong, Bianca Belair has oh. now had the title for one year. She won it at WrestleMania 38. This year at WrestleMania 39, she defended it. Uh, and has been defending it all year. You want to talk about the it factor, like having it all, like someone in wrestling entertainment that has it all, yep. Bianca Belair. Yep. She and, could take some of the men on that roster. And Easy. And her entrance had a whole bunch of young, young, uh, young girls with long ponytails and stuff. And they were all dancing to her music and had a whole routine yep. choreographed out, which was really cool. All dressed like her and had the long braid like her. It was very cool. Oh, uh, man, it was great. Like, she is she is great. And with Roman Reigns having held the title now for for 934 days or something like that, um, I don't see why Bianca Belair can't hold the title no. that long. I mean, she is legit. I don't see she anybody on that roster that could beat her. Like, she's a star and she can back it up. Yeah, and she deserves every bit of the push she's getting. Yep. Um, and that brings us to Roman. Roman it's Reigns. Mr. Colgate smile himself. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Now, I will say something. Uh, I I saw this online today, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, I, I don't know why I never thought of it this way, but it's so true. So Cody Rhodes, you know, uh, the, the story has been he's going to finish the story, which means he's going to win the title. Um, because his dad was never got a chance to win uh, the WWE's world title, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Um, and uh, <laughs> at a certain point in time in his career in WWE, Cody Rhodes left. He went to the Indies. He changed indie wrestling by making a million dollars for the first time on his own and uh, changed it for everybody. And then a group of his friends started up a company with Tony Khan called AEW that exists. And, and we talk about that on this podcast. And I saw somebody that said a line because Cody Rhodes did not win. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns still beat him. As he should. And I saw somebody that said, it said, LOL, all of you thought, or for those of you that thought they were going to let the AEW guy win. <laughs> and I was like, that's a very good point. Like, Cody also, Rhodes. they just weren't going to let anybody win. No, no. And and Roman Reigns is so close to a thousand days. And Roman is a freaking star. Yes. Like, his reaction, the only other person that got that loud of reaction was John Cena when he came out on night one. Yeah. I feel like when Roman smiles... He gets like that sparkle, like he's in a Colgate commercial, or like when he winks, there's like a sparkle, and yep. he's so cocky, like his oh. he, and he is just so good at it. Like you love to like hate him. Like I actually don't hate him at all. I love him. I think he's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he comes out there. He's got Paul Heyman. He's got Solo Sokoa, the Enforcer. Um, just like man, like Paul Heyman helps sell everything because yeah. Paul Heyman looks like he worships Roman Reigns. He does. Sp- it's his tribal chief. The spectacle. Um, oh, man. There's there's a spot in the match where 
where the camera, like Roman rolls out of the ring and he's, he's standing there and Paul Heyman comes up to him and the camera is literally right there on him where you can hear them. And Paul Heyman's like, you're, you're not, you're not here for Cody. Like Cody's here for you. You're the star. Mm-hmm. Like, so please, you know, go in there and, 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 and beat him. My part, my tribal chief. Yeah. <laughs> like he ends it like being kind, like he, he pumped him up, but then he was like, my 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 tribal chief that makes you happy my tribal chief yeah like (laughs) yeah um it was a good show it was entertaining the and honestly just the fans like worse i there's no way that those wrestlers could hear a thing in the ring they probably couldn't even hear the ref hitting to know if it was a one two or three count yeah i'm sure they couldn't no a lot of times they were looking at the ref because they couldn't hear anything like and the ref says like says it as he's counting it too so you don't hear the audible and you don't feel it right next to your face like you don't hear the hand hitting the mat or feel it so yeah i mean it was it was deafening in there they had eighty thousand, eighty-one thousand fans just loud the entire time and when roman came out man like they had his music with pianos they had a bunch of piano players out there playing his intro and then his music actually hit and when he walked through the curtain that crowd erupted yeah and i was like there is no way that that he can lose right now not with that kind of popularity it's insane like he's he is it he is the best story that has been in wrestling for the last four years. It's been Roman Reigns. Well, you've got tonight, you've got the Raw after WrestleMania, which is going to be big. So I'm sure in our next episode, you guys are going to hear a little bit more about this as well and any after effects from that. So Yeah, and we'll have some other fun stuff. But, you know, it's one of those things. We've been doing this for a year. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I get excited. I know you do. Like a lot of times I end up like... (laughs) Jess, her pits will sweat when she gets nervous about something. How dare you? Me, I'm minor because I'm excited. It's not true. I, I've never had a pit sweat. <laughs> not one. Her pits sweat when, like, they're opening our furniture right. and she doesn't know well, the color. Well, everybody, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. As always, I have to keep us on track and bring us to the finish line. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um uh, I'm surprised we don't have a TikTok yet. If he's got anything to say about it, we might, but you'll never see me on there. Uh, I'm working on it. We got uh, a WordPress where yep. our actual site is. If Tumblr. we can just say 918. Yep. Uh, we have a Tumblr under yeah. the same name. Tell um, your friends, like, listen, subscribe. Give us feedback. You know, leave a, any of that stuff. Leave a comment. Give us a rate and a review over on Apple yep. Podcast. So, yeah. Awesome. I believe that's all we can say this week, y'all. Bye, y'all. I just got in trouble. We didn't go. Because he added a y'all. You said that's all we can say, y'all. How <laughs> dare you? Try again. Rewind. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I feel like this is a blooper at the end. Okay, I'll that's rewind the, again. That's, <laughs> for, that's before the... <laughs> I believe that's all we can say. Bye, y'all. <laughs>